Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. My brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe... Aang can save the world. Today, we will be discussing The Legend of Korra, Season 2, Episode 14, titled Light in the Dark, the season finale. And let me ask you this question. What is... The most appropriate way to end a so-so season of television. Just think about it. Just, just sort of formulate in your mind what is the most appropriate way to end a so-so season of television. Anyone? Anyone got the answer? No? No? Okay, I guess I'll answer for you, idiots. The most appropriate way to end a so-so season of television, is with a so-so finale. (laughs) This finale is very mediocre. It is incredibly, incredibly mediocre. Like, it's just a whole lot of nothing with a really phenomenal ending. Like, it's 20 minutes of nothing with 2 minutes of really great stuff at the end. And that's it. That's all it offers. Like, it just kind of lands with a thud. And and it's kind of weird, especially since the last two episodes were so well done and stood out so much. It's just like... Like, it just went out with a whimper. It went out with the biggest of whimpers. Like, you have this beginning with the Tree of Time and Korra being all sad because Rava's gone and... She's probably the last Avatar. And then... She meditates and connects with her inner spirit. Not Rava, but herself. And it's all really cheesy. I mean, like... I guess there's a nice... There's a nice mentor-mentee moment there that's kind of tender, but like... The stuff that's happening around it is really, really cliche and dumb and heavy-handed. That it kind of negates all those warm fuzzies that could have been had. And then we get this big final battle between Unalak and Korra. Or I guess Unalak and Vatu and Korra, because Unalak and Vatu are fused, uh... Unavatu? Vunalak? Unavatu. Unavatu. That that works. So you get this Unavatu Korra fight. Where they're both giants. 
They're both big giants and they're thrashing around Republic City. And I'm not going to lie, it's kind of boring. It's a really, really boring final fight. Like, the last episode with Korra's fight with Unalak and Vatu, like, that was, like, incredibly visceral. Like, that had such an impact and was so, uh, was so tense throughout the entire time. And this, it's just like, and it's two giants just sort of punching each other and firing lasers out of their chests at each other. And it's just like, I've seen this a million times before done much better. This is not what I watch Avatar for. This is not what I watch Legend of Korra for. I don't want to see two spirit giants fire lasers at each other. Like, I want to see these really visceral, very well-crafted fight scenes that we've gotten literally every other point in both Avatar shows up until this point. But for whatever reason, they were like, no, giants fighting around Republic City. And I don't care at all. I do not care in any sense what is happening in this fight. And they also they also have this weird secondary battle where dark spirits are trying to capture Korra's physical body and everyone else has to, f- to defend her. But there's really no point in it. It adds nothing except for... Eska and Desna just going full good guy, which is kind of what we already saw in the last episode. Kind of what we already got. So I don't know why they need to do like this big epic thing a second time. Also during this fight, during Unovatu's Original escape, original attack on Republic City. Varric escapes from prison, which I guess is kind of cool, but I mean, it's like thirty seconds, and there's not much beyond that. And other than that, we really don't get much during this fight. Then this little Janora Tinkerbell comes down from the sky and just randomly is like. Hey, I'm going to arbitrarily declare that this fight is over and Korra wins. Somehow. Like, and it's a bunch of mumbo-jumbo that I just don't know what the hell is happening. I don't know what the hell is going on. Like, there's weird and ethereal, and then there's nonsense. This whole thing is nonsense. And then this ends in the most predictable, clean way possible of Rava's not dead, it's magically inside Vatu, and Korra pulls her out, and they fuse back together, and why did anyone think anything else was going to happen? I mean, look, I stand by what I said yesterday. I freaking love that moment from the end of the last episode where Vatu, quote-unquote, kills Rava 
it's really terrifying imagery. It's done very, very well, but like... Look, we all knew Rava had to come back and fuse with Korra again, because otherwise they wouldn't have a show. Could they have put any more effort into it than this? Because... This just feels like such... Half-assed, such poorly thought-out garbage. And it doesn't work. At all, and is totally predictable. Honestly, I probably would have been more affected by this if they didn't actually flat out say in uh, the beginnings arc, uh, chaos and order need each other to survive. One cannot exist without the other. So Vatu can never destroy Rava. Rava can never destroy Vatu. I feel like I would have cared more about this whole Rava maybe dead thing if they didn't say that earlier, but whatever. Uh, Korra wins, the world's safe, Harmonic Convergence ends, everything is cool. Uh, we get some closure on some melodramatic elements where Korra's like, I remember the breakup now. Why was this a thing? Why was this a plop? Whatever, just go with it. Uh, Eska breaks up with Bolin, which is actually kind of funny, I'm not gonna lie. It was kind of funny to watch. But really, the thing that anyone cares about in this ending, the only thing that anyone cares about this finale for, is this freaking ending. Where Korra decides not to close the spirit portals. Where Korra decides flat out Avatar 1 was wrong. He should never have closed the spirit portals. He should have left them open. He should have kept humans and spirits together. He should have allowed them to stay side by side throughout the last 10,000 years. Like, they're not meant to be separated. We are meant to live side by side. So now, humans and spirits are living together once again. See, that's what I want. The stuff that actually matters. Stuff like this, where it's just coming so far out of left field, and is so surprising, and shifts the status quo so much. I want stuff like that. I don't want this safe doing exactly what we did before crap that we've been getting throughout most of this season. I want new stuff. I want to go into bold new territory. And that's what this ending is doing. And really, this entire season exists to get the ending. This entire season exists so that we have this ending. So that the world can be completely shifted and we can get this bold new age of the world of the Avatar. With the spirit portals open. With spirits allowed to exist openly. With spirits allowed to just go into the human world. And humans allowed to go into the spirit world. I love this ending. Like, it shifts everything so much and has such serious 
consequences to it. Such serious weight to it. And it's an amazing moment for Korra to just be like, yeah, no, I'm not just going to follow in the footsteps of previous avatars anymore. I'm going to be my own avatar. Sort of closing out that little arc. And then we do have, like, this really, really unpredictable ending. This really, really out-of-nowhere, unpredictable, awesome, badass, thought-provoking ending. Like, I remember, in between seasons two and three of Legend of Korra, like, everyone's minds were racing. Everyone was going insane over this ending, trying to figure out where the hell they would go in seasons three and four. What the hell they would do in a world where humans and spirits are now living side by side once again. And also, Korra does have that line of harmonic convergence has shifted the energy of the planet. I can feel it. The world will never be the same. So it's not just this. It's not just this that changes. There's other stuff there. There's other stuff going on. We have other things that are going to pass Harmonic Convergence has effed everything up. And it's this... Look, this story was dumb. It was dumb and half-assed and poorly written and predictable. But this whole... This whole MacGuffin of Harmonic Convergence... Or not MacGuffin, but this whole weird arbitrary event of Harmonic Convergence... As recycled as it is, has become, like, the most, the most influential, the most, the the biggest shift in Avatar for a while now. The biggest shift in this world that we've gotten for a while. And it is bringing up some really bold new stuff that we're going to get in the next two seasons, and it's going to be pretty great. So, as far as the season goes, just in general, it's fine. I've been crapping all over it a lot. It's not bad. This is not a bad season at all. Uh, It has some great ideas, some really well-done plot lines. Uh, I've Been praising beginnings a lot. I think that's some of the best stuff that Legend of Korra has ever done. There's cool stuff in there. They expand on characters fairly well. They expand on ideas fairly well. Like, it's enjoyable overall, especially with this ending, but... It is by far the worst any Avatar show has ever been. By far. Like, no question in my mind. Like, it is very half-assed, it is very poorly written, it is very predictable and unfocused. Corporate espionage subplot in particular, I don't know why they spent so much time on that. Like, there are just so many decisions made where it's just like, what are you doing? We all know you're better than this. We all know you're better writers than this. We all know you're better filmmakers than this. Like, we all know... You have more creative genius to you guys, and yet you're squandering it at all. You're squandering it all on really dumb stuff. 
on really dumb, stupid stuff that you should never put so much focus on. Now that being said, thankfully, this is just a slump, and season 3 and 4 are way better, like a million times so, and we'll finally get back to talking about Great Legend of Korra in the next month or so. But, man, this was kind of tedious. Like, this is the one season of Legend of, of Legend of Korra that I feel like is not necessarily skippable, but feels like homework. It feels like you gotta get through this to get the full Legend of Korra experience, and then if you power through, you'll be rewarded with another couple of really great seasons. But... Really looking forward to getting into those great seasons, because for the love of God, this was not great. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button. On the Anchor app, I will play those on the show from time to time, if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing The Legend of Korra, Season 3, Episode 1. Finally, we're out of this whatever the hell it was. Talk to you then.